On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about a big win at home. Braden Point, is he top five? I think so. Andre Vasilevsky comes one goal shy once again, picking up his first shot out of the season. We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we're discussing the big bounce back win at home for the Tampa Bay Lightning, winning 4-1 at Amley against Atlantic Division rivals. I really wouldn't call them rivals. I don't think at this point in time we could even classify the Montreal Canadiens as division rivals but nonetheless a very good win at home a very good performance all around but the performance that caught the eye of everybody was of course that of Braden Point two goals tonight one of which was probably one of the best goals you've seen scored all year and I'm not even saying that as someone who hosts a podcast about the lightning who is a lightning fan Someone who is a fan of hockey who could appreciate uh, Braden Point, what he did tonight. And, and really, that's where I want to start. Braden Point has been having a hell of a season thus far. And I feel like over the last couple of years, at least, especially the last two, when this guy is healthy, and, and we all are familiar with his struggles of staying healthy, uh, two goals tonight, uh, three point uh, with a, a plus minus of one. Um, he was two for two on his shots. The one thing I think that we need to start all acknowledging and and lightning fans know all about Braden point already, but I feel like Braden point being on this lightning team that has been so successful, that has a very good group of players that have a lot of big names and if you're listening to this podcast in audio form or or you know you hear some noise in the background we're watching the penguins detroit red wings game in which the the penguins just blew the lead late uh i was really hoping that the penguins could have held on to this game especially after the lightning winning theirs tonight and and putting a little bit more distance in the standings between the lightning and and the red wings but that's besides the point uh little bit of annoyed if you're watching me on YouTube my uh my my expression just went from happy to just very disgusted but getting back to Braden point I he's has been I think not to lightning fans but I think to hockey fans in general around the league those that are only really sometimes see Braden point during the playoffs. Uh, where he has a lot of people have because of his performances, how well he has played in the playoffs over the last three years. But I think we need to start really acknowledging, you know, if even as Lightning fans, that point is, I think, in the top five. 
of players right now in the league and in, in forwards. Now he picked up two points tonight, uh, two goals tonight as well. Uh, that puts him to 19 on the season. And, you know, obviously the, the goals have not been updated as of yet. So that ties him with Cole Caulfield, who we saw play tonight. That ties him with Kareli Kaprizov, uh, Sidney Crosby for, for the players that have 19 goals in the league. Obviously, that might change overnight by the time maybe some of you listen to this podcast because those numbers aren't updated right away. Um, but when you look at the players, especially goals scored, because I view Braden Point as a player who he can do a little bit of everything, and that's fantastic. But I think really when he gets on these roles, especially the one that we have seen him have throughout the course of December, I firmly believe that he is one of the top players in the league, top five, uh, the goal. And, and even if you don't believe if, even if you're not a firm believer and, you know, there's more, there's more to being top five in the league than just points. Look at that goal. He scored tonight where, he was skating down the ice, took the puck into the zone, lost it for a minute, recovered it, kept the play going, diced through three, four opposing players on Montreal and, and deep past the goaltender and scored. And if you want to go off of that, if you want to go off of, off of talent, because that's not really the first time we have seen Braden Point do something like this. Uh, I've spoken about many times on this podcast how that is – that is Braden Point's bread and butter right there. That's going down, straight down the slot, uh, basically saying to the other team, here I come, try and stop me. And they nine times out of ten, they don't, especially when he's feeling it, especially when he's playing with confidence. And if you want to go off that ability to be able to do that, to, to, to dice – to slice your way through opposing defenses. If you want to compare that to somebody in the league, I mean, or just off of that highlight, that goal that was scored tonight, there's only one other player in the NHL that could make that play, that has made that play consistently, that it is almost like clockwork that we see him score a goal like that every couple of months or so. That is Connor McDavid. And we all know that Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet. So by comparison, is Braden Point? Well, this is really where you gotta ask yourself a question. If we are comparing those two guys and their skill sets, now there are certain there are certain boxes that McDavid checks off where obviously Braden Point doesn't. Um but if I'm really going to keep to my comparison, which I will, I look at Braden Point, and this is no disrespect towards 21 at all. Braden Point is a poor man's Connor McDavid. Now, if that's the case, if that's the label we're going to throw on Braden Point, then even with that is, I mean, that puts you at the way top of the league behind the guy we're currently comparing him to. 
Now, if you look at straight up goals scored in the league right now, now, Braden Point, we all know with him, he somewhat gets off to a, a slow start, has really started to pick it up. Like I said, he is tied for, as of now, 19th in the league. That is puts him in the 12th mark overall in the league in goals. If we're going straight off of that, especially coupled with ability, and, and I firmly believe that he is going to continue this role, you you look at who's above him. You look at some of the names. And you have to ask yourself, you know, who are you going to take in a situation? If you're playing pickup hockey and you're captain, who are you taking over who? Or, or who are you starting a franchise around? Are you taking, at this point in time, are you taking Jason Robertson over Braden Point? Is is Jason Robertson because he has twenty four points and thirty six games better than Braden Point? I don't think so. Is Tage Thompson better than Braden Point? I don't believe so. Is Miko Rantanen better than Braden Point? Is he a more is he bigger of an impact player than Braden Point? I don't think so. Maybe locked on Avalanche host Chris Massilli and Kyle Sullivan might think so. But what I am saying is that maybe, just maybe. Now, obviously, Stamkos is the captain. He will always be the leader of this team as he, as he still continues to put on a lightning jersey. But it's not too crazy to say with the Stamkoses, with the Kucherovs in the lineup, that you look at Braden Point and think to yourself, and it's not too crazy of a thought to ask yourself this, and, and I firmly believe it, but I'm going to ask all of you, the listener, the watcher, those watching on YouTube, is Braden Point the best player on this team? Comment below in the, in the YouTube comments. Let us know on our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter. Uh, I firmly believe so. I firmly believe so. Um, you know, the, I, I've if you've been a long enough listener of this show, there are times where I say numbers tell the story. Uh, and there's other times where it doesn't. There's, there's times where the eye test tells the story. And there's other times where I say it doesn't doesn't tell the whole story. But in this situation with Braden Point, uh, it tells more than the story. It, it makes a convincing argument that Braden Point is not only the best player on this Lightning team, but also top five player in the NHL. So we'll be talking more about what happened from this game, mostly Vasilevsky, uh, his performance in this game, uh, I really thought he was going to get to it. I really thought he was going to get his first shot out of the season. Looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. We also talk about, you know, the schedule. Uh, a, a, not so much a question, but more so a comment that was made on our last video, which I really want to talk about as well. Does the NHL have it in against the Tampa Bay Lightning this year with the way they've made their schedule? We'll talk about that as well. So, 
But in the meantime, I want to remind you that this episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by betonline.net. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and more. We've got it all at betonline.net. Now, they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listener of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. You can follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give us a follow subscription, subscribe, hit a thumbs up, hit that notification bell down low on our YouTube page. Drop a comment. Let us know. What do you think? Is Braden Point the best player on this lightning team? I think it would be a little, little far-fetched to, you know, really go in the other direction with that. And, and, you know, you would have to say at this point in time, he is. Let us know below as well. Is he top five in the league? I think he is. I really think he is. You know, if you would have asked me that a couple of weeks ago, I I would have probably, I wouldn't have been as convinced, but I would have definitely sat there and, and debated it as, you know, the why and why, why isn't he? Uh, so that's a, that's a good conversation to have, a good conversation that we can continue to have. So, so another conversation I want us to have is Andre Vasilevsky's performance tonight. So Vazzy once again goes out there, uh, what he has done. And if you're hearing yelling in the background, I'll update you a little bit as well. So it looks like as though that the Red Wings have come back and are won this game in overtime. So we get to deal with that. That's awesome. And when I say it's awesome, it's not awesome at all. I, I'm not happy about it. Um, so, <laughs> so that looks like the Lightning really their their win in order for them to kind of separate themselves from the Detroit Red Wings in the Atlantic Division standings. Just got voided because the Penguins couldn't get the job done. But we'll save that for another episode if if, if we really need to talk about it. Andre Vasilevsky, I, I really think he's been playing very well lately. You know, got off to a little bit of a suspect start to start this season and has really turned it around in recent weeks and, and really over the last month. I th- I think he's done a very, very good job in, in really turning it around, going out there, playing with more confidence, um, really, really doing a good job of settling in, uh, which is really important now. He is three and two over his last five games. And, and really uh, that takes him to, you know, not counting tonight's game um, either. Uh, he's 13, nine and one with a save percentage of, of nine, one, seven uh, and a goals against average coming into tonight's game of 2.53, which throws his career uh, goals against average to 2.5 goals per game. So, you know, his numbers still look solid, look crazy great. Um, still very much on his way 
<laughs> to to becoming eventually a Vezina Trophy. I mean, excuse me, a Hall of Fame goaltender, even though he's so young and still very early on his career. But like I said, it has been somewhat of an uphill battle in a way uh, for Vazzy over this year, just because what we've seen from him, and I feel like he's been very guilty of this. He's been really putting himself in situations where over the last couple of, you know, it, it, when, when he makes a great save, that's one thing. But his issue is, is that he'll almost sacrifice his, his, his really, his really sacrifice the rest of the net and kind of make himself more vulnerable to those rebounds. And, and what I really saw out of him tonight which I was really impressed about because, and that's the crazy thing to really think about is that, you know, at this point in the, in the game, should we really be impressed with how Vasilevsky, you know, just in a regular season game, should we be impressed? And absolutely. But what I really liked about his performance tonight was that he stayed home. He made the, he made the saves that he needed to make. And what he did was he recovered nicely enough not only to, to put himself in a great uh, situation or, or a great position, excuse me, to, to make uh, the second chance save, but really did a good job on the save to where it, it, he wasn't leaving himself open or, or allowing the Montreal Canadiens to have that rebound for that second chance opportunity. And, and really that is something that I think goes very much under over under the radar with certain goaltenders um, and, and is the reason why, you know, certain goaltenders are why they're great. Uh, one goaltender that comes to mind that really does a good job of that is Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck does a very good job. You know, he's a big goalie, just like, like Vasilevsky and, and really um, takes full advantage most times of, of throwing that big pad out there and, and really stopping those, those wide shots and, and really pretty much kicking them aside to the boards. So uh, like I said, I mean, I mean, he had a very good job, did a very good job tonight. Um, 25 for 26 really thought, really, really thought that this was going to be the night, just how things were going uh, in the third period up until uh, seven twenty one left in the third up until seven twenty one into the third. I really thought, I really thought he was going to do it. I, I was going to tweet something out about it, and I was like, you know what? Don't jinx it. And, of course, you know, Montreal scores off a Caden Gull uh, shot off the off the face-off in the zone. And, listen, I'm not mad about it. It is what it is. It was just one of those situations where they win the draw and they fire right away. And I don't think Vasilevsky really saw it. You could kind of see on by his body language after he gave up that goal that he wished he could have that one back. I'm sure the the shutout was at some to a certain extent in his mind and really wanted to get that. But great great performance all around though. Nonetheless, we get a goal from Hagel as well in this alongside with Kalorn. Um and you know, a lot of good performances all around. Shout out to Victor Hedman, the great pass. Uh pretty much I think it was a no look. It looked like it was a no look pass. I don't know if he maybe he knew he saw Kalorn there um, or just assumed that someone was in front of the net and threw it there. But nonetheless, I mean, that was a great backhanded. I think it was a backhand. It was, either, I think it was backhanded. Um, 
pass to the slot where Clorin's right there getting things kicked off. Um, but pivoting a little bit real quick because you know the 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 Lightning had a great win tonight, uh, but they got to go back to it real quick tomorrow night against the New York New York Rangers uh, at home, a back to back, which we will wrap up the show in just a little bit uh, talking about the schedule because really, I mean, what is going on, man? I I, I mean the 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 schedule that has been made for the Tampa Bay Lightning this year has been at certain times mind-boggling and it, and it really came to my attention from one of our our uh our listeners on youtube uh from from an alex nelson so alex if you're listening good observation um really made me think about it uh the lightning i've had a tough go of it this year um with the with their schedule but you know nonetheless uh they've bared down they've proven that they could handle it they're a very veteran uh, experienced team and and they've proven thus far with their play this year that they could handle any obstacle uh, that comes along their way. So wrapping things up, I want to talk about this schedule because this, you know, like I said just previously, just a few moments ago, uh, uh, one of our listeners from YouTube, Alex Nelson, not so much, it, I guess this is still a mailbag. And if you want to keep throwing in your mailbag questions on YouTube or on Twitter, please go ahead. Uh, LO underscore lightning on Twitter or, or locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. If you want to message the account through there or tweet or uh, message me on Twitter, uh, Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Um, really just a very head scratch of a schedule. And, and I'm not the type to really look at a schedule and, and be, you know, complain Um if a team, if the, if a team is, if, you know, a team is struggling and, and sit there, you know, because it's the other side of the coin too. If you're winning, you know, you're obviously not going to say anything about the schedule, but Alex Nelson did make a very good point um, that, you know, why are we having a back to back now after, and, and basically having a week off where uh, it's coming out of a break. Uh, there's nothing, there's apparently no conflict of uh, schedule at Emily on Tuesday. So it's very strange. I, and, and Alex also went on to talk about the unnecessary number of back to backs. So looking at the schedule real kick, uh, real quick, because the lightning do have a back to back. Like I said, they'll be facing New York Rangers uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night at home, a team who has been a little bit of a head scratcher in terms of, you know, what kind of team they're going to be. They're kind of there in the metropolitan division, but they're not a team that necessarily, you know, maybe if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said, yeah, that's definitely a game I, I circle on the schedule. But right now I'm just, you know, I'm very vanilla about the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, maybe ask me again after tomorrow night, especially if the Lightning lose that game. Um, but if you look at the schedule right out of the gates and, and you know, the Lightning have two back-to-back games in the month of October. And then they have a West Coast trip right away, which is a little bit. And, and also keep in mind with all this, the Lightning have played the most games out of any franchise over the last three years. So they're they're pretty they got a lot of miles on them. And we look at the month of November, not too bad. Only one back to back, only four games on the road, two of those on the East, uh, three of those, excuse me, on the East Coast. So not. Not too bad. Lightning get a little bit of a reprieve there. And then they have two back-to-backs in the month of December. Uh, 
one up by the border pretty much, you know, Detroit and Toronto. So, you know, that's pretty much a hop, skip and a jump there uh, in terms of travel going from Toronto to Detroit and then back down to Tampa. And then you have two back, you have another back to back here at home, which it is unusual to me, at least I, I don't remember. And then you have a back to back next week against Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, and then another one uh, a couple of weeks later against Vancouver and Edmonton in Kent on the road. So in the midst of, of, of a five game road trip. So, and I'm joking, obviously, when I say that is the fixes in is the NHL trying to kind of wear down Tampa Bay early on to allow other teams, up and coming teams to flourish and, you know, everything that comes with that, more viewers, more fanship with new fans jumping on certain bandwagons. No, I don't think so. I, I I think that is it unnecessary after a week off to have a back-to-back? Yeah, but A, you're at home. And and B, you have a week off. So it's not that bad. And and the guys were talking about it on the on the broadcast tonight. Coop gave all all the days off, you know, the players during the Christmas break only get three mandatory days off. Cooper gave them all the, all five days off. Uh, still allowed to recharge, especially after those back-to-back losses. And the guys came back and they played great tonight. And I ex- fully expect them to play great tomorrow night. And so, yeah, as little bit of a head scratcher as this is now, if we had ourselves a situation, for example, this week with the way the schedule uh, split up, you have back-to-back games, and then you have a 5 o'clock game on Saturday against Arizona. Now, it's one thing if you're going from Montreal, New York, to Arizona in that span, in that very tight window, and you're playing and you're playing against those level of teams where really, ideal, you know, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, New York is definitely the best team out of all those, all those listed right there. But if we're in another situation where we're talking about Toronto, Detroit, and then I don't know if you want to throw an Edmonton in that, especially if the Lightning, you know, or or Boston, Toronto. There we go, Boston, Toronto, Edmonton, or or Carolina. If you want to throw any four of those teams into that mix, and especially if the Lightning have to travel on one of those days, yeah, you're you know, be honest, you're sitting here looking at that and saying, what gives? You know, what the hell? You know. That that you're you're kind of seeming, you know. I'm sure when the NHL makes the schedule, they want to make it somewhat challenging for every team in the league. Of course, I mean, there's really no such thing as an easy schedule unless you play the Arizona Coyotes for 82 games, which obviously, you know, that's not you know that'd be an ideal schedule for anybody. But you know, having said that, I don't think that the the league is looking at this at any type of malicious intent. I just think they made the schedule with a little bit common sense missing. Um, so, you know, like I said, the month of um, month of January looks a little bit better. Um, the Lightning, you know, they do have a long road trip there. Uh, a very They have two road trips, uh, three-game stretch, uh, first week of January, and then you got a five-game stretch, uh, Midwest and pretty much Canada. Uh, Midwest followed by Pacific Northwest and then Canada. So not too bad. I mean, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Lightning come out of that road trip, especially after that Calgary Calgary game and that two point that two game set against Vancouver and then Edmonton, um, limping a little bit. Uh, but those are all winnable games. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like we're playing against the top five teams in the league and you're expecting the Lightning to go from Boston to to Edmonton and then to to Colorado in that span. You know, that'd be absolutely nuts in the span of five days. Um, but every team goes through that. Every team goes through that. And 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 I look at, you know, as much as I could sit here and complain, if the, especially if the Lightning don't play well in that stretch, I could, I, I'm going to sit here and say that that, especially if the Lightning come out and play well, or even if they play poorly, they could only get better from there. It's only going to make them better regardless of the results. And I firmly believe that. And I firmly believe with the way the Lightning have been playing the month of December, uh, and I fully expect them to win tomorrow night. Especially, And, and I said yesterday's episode, I fully expect the Tampa Bay Lightning to win this last three games of 2022 and definitely uh, take those first two games of 2023. Um, I don't have a problem with that schedule, and I wouldn't have a problem with that schedule uh, even if the Lightning were struggling. I'd be a little worried, but I still nonetheless would ha- wouldn't have a problem with it. So let us know below in the comments or on our social media pages what you think about the Lightning's performance tonight, their upcoming schedule in 2023 in January. Do you think it's a little too tough? Um, yeah, we've had a, a unusually high somewhat number of back-to-backs uh, these first couple of months of the season, but the Lightning have taken them all in stride and are one of the best teams in the league. And alongside uh, with Braden Point being top five player in the league and Andre Vasilevsky just on the cusp of getting his first shutout of the season, you know, hopefully we could get him that probably Saturday. I don't think he's going to play tomorrow night. It would be Brian Elliott in net so i would expect most to probably play a fantastic game because i mean he's been playing fantastic all season long so um let us know what you think about all of that and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the ranger game so keep an eye out for that so in the meantime that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam danker i'll talk to you in the next one